A very good evening, happy Monday, and welcome to Fools Rush In. After a weekend where our WhatsApp chat is, what are we actually going to do on Monday? Are we going to have to crack open Jackbox? Who but Swindon Town, when there is no game being played, could provide more than enough content for us to talk about? Um, I'm not entirely sure how many fools will be joining us this evening, but thankfully there is one uh, waiting in the lobby to chat to me. And uh, and less of a guest these days, more than a close family member who uh, who has invested interest and plenty to say. And as I say that, I could see another one of your fools' favourites has just popped up into the lobby as well. And I have a potentially interesting, uh, slightly controversial and definitely debatable opening question topic as well. But before all that, let's roll the titles. As always, we welcome uh, your input into tonight's episode. Our X notifications will be open and I can read them out uh, as well as, uh, as always, uh, we strongly advise going over to either Facebook Live or our home at YouTube where you can join the live chat. Uh, just as uh, Rob has done here where he says, evening all, just as we thought it was quiet at the club, then today happened. What a mess. Um, I prefer not to call it mess. I prefer to call it um, bants. Um, as much as anything. Um, and I'm going to throw the opening question straight out because something happened uh, at the weekend, which then linked into a conversation and then something similar was being discussed on the radio. So what I would like to know um, is, have you ever sent food back at a restaurant? And if so, what and why? Uh, and it's an interesting question because apparently it doesn't matter so much what or where, but more likely who is going to do it. Uh, but I'm not into gender stereotyping, so I'm opening this up to everybody to see what they say. Uh, let's start with the man who uh, who was ready to rescue me uh, from doing a completely solo show. Uh, evening, Woody. Evening, evening. Are we all right? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Seeing yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too Good. bad. I, I saw like you a... laughing as soon as I asked the opening question there. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a gender stereotype comment. I'm wondering whether I should change my name to I'm not a Karen. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, because I'm I I have sent food back, but okay. I'm not a regular at doing it. And I, I'm trying to remember the the one time I did, but the people that within the family that may remain unnamed, I can mm -hmm. almost guarantee every time we go out for a meal. <laughs> they one of them will send the uh will send the food back 
because it'll either be cold, the steak won't be cooked as expected, there'll be something missing, which I never understand when something's missing, why the whole fucking plate has to go back. Bring out the um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, so I'll try and uh, yeah, I think I think probably the last time I had to send food back that I remember was when I was drunk. So I don't know if the guy thought I was being serious, but I'd ordered this, um, I think it was a chicken Ceylon, um, which is a coconut based spicy curry. And it had literally zero coconut taste to it at all. I was questioning whether they gave me a Ceylon, actually. Um, and he was convinced that he had. And I kid you not, the guy was pointing at my Peshwari Nan, because I love coconut, by the way. You don't know <laughs> um, he was pointing at my Peshwari Nan to say, that's the coconut. And I remember saying to him, I'm drunk and fat, not stupid. Um, <laughs> so it was, um, I think that's probably the last time I've, um, I sent food back. But... Um, I guarantee, I, I've got quite, as you know, my partner's family's quite big. So whenever we go out for family meals, there's quite a lot of us. Um, so, yeah, some will remain unnamed, but they do send food back every now and then. Um, what a quality start to that question. Thank you, Woody. <laughs> Um, before we welcome anyone else, uh, I'm still very much in Christmas party mode. So for the second episode in a row, I have an adult alcoholic beverage in hand. Uh, but do you have, now that you've returned, a beer to review for us? I do, I do. And as you know, I'm on a bit of a health binge at the moment because Christmas is the best time to do it. Yeah. Um, and um, but I, I I'm sticking to my rules. Now, what I have done is I have paused my beer 52 subscription, um, mainly because I still can't be asked to ring them up to cancel it. Um, but at the moment I've got what's left, and it's called Avans Schwartz beer. It's only four percent, very light. Um, but uh yeah, quite enjoyable. Um goes down would go down well with um curry actually i could actually really i had curry for dinner tonight i wish i had it with that but very nice so i'd recommend it so if anybody from Avans would like to get in touch with at woody the coach um or, or on linkedin or on linkedin if you're more corporate which is at adam.woodhr um, oh, I should definitely send out something on linkedin yeah there we <laughs> to go. get fools of beer sponsorship so we think they sponsors wait until fools rush in get on linkedin <laughs> Oh, social media empire. Uh, let's welcome uh, a young man who snuck into the lobby just as the uh, the theme tune was going off, who I have a feeling has definitely sent something back in his time. Evening, Rich. Evening, lads. How are we doing? Very well, thank you. Yourself? Good, good. Yeah, not too bad. I'm not going to be on too long tonight. Uh, I'm probably only going to be on about 20, 25 minutes, but I thought I'd help review the uh, what went down earlier. Um, yeah, I, I have, uh, I have some feedback. Um, again, like I say, I'm not the one that really likes to do it. Um, because I just, by the time my food gets out, I just want to fucking eat it. So, um, but I think the last time that I sent food back, it was, was probably a steak to be fair, but, um, I do remember this one time where I thought I'd found a hair in my, uh, mashed potato um so i was like i shown it to the waiter and he was really trying to inspect it and look at it and like you know it was, it was really strange anyway so he brought it back brought me a new one out gave me a free dessert turns out it was like uh the red string of the uh that's wrapped around the uh mashed potato oh, but no. it, was stuck, like, it was like a long string right in the middle of my uh, uh I can't remember what dish it was, but it was just really weird. Um, but yeah, so, but I got a free dessert out of it. So, uh, 
all all's well that ends well. So I'll take it. But yeah, it was just a bit of string apparently. <laughs> Unbelievable! Uh, not not as good as Woody's though. That, that that's pretty special though. Uh, in, in, case you, in case you didn't see it while you were while you were sharing your story, Olivia said sent a Christmas dinner back because it was the only one that didn't have roasties. How can anyone serve a Christmas dinner without roasties? Ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, in fact, that that's angered Aiden, who's who as always tunes in for the intro question uh, before switching off. Um, <laughs> And uh, and Mike Mike saying Rich probably said is gazpacho soup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't really like cold food, Mike. So um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't have had gazpacho. <laughs> um, we have, uh, like I say, less of a guest, more of a family member um, who wasn't scheduled to come on until what's been described as a car crash happened earlier. Um, but I'm sure he has plenty to say on the opening question as well. The man who had his. Uh, mobile flashlight in the air through the uh, opening credits and is also equipped with the Swindon scarf so that uh, so that he feels very much part of the family. Evening, Liam. Solidarity with the Swindon fans. It's like it's like when people mark themselves safe on Facebook, this event, isn't it? It's um, uh, for, for you, and, and we have to be very clear, you are here as you and you only today, not yes. representing any media outlet. No, um, I but, am but it almost feels for me like you've gone from sort of enjoying the banter that is Swindon to almost feeling sorry. Yeah. I, do you know what? I'm, this isn't meant to be a plug, but at the same time, I'll use it as a plug. So I said it to Richie Wellens the other day about Oldham. Everybody likes to see teams in the league that they're supposed to be competing against go through rough patches, but there's a limit where you kind of start going, come on now, this is this is too much. And like we had the same, I, I was the same with Oldham, same with Scunthorpe, and now it's just getting to that point where it's just sad now. It's like every time I came in here, as soon as I came in tonight, I said, as soon as I think we're done, you guys go and do a Swindon and we end up back here. Just a point on what Liv answered in that question there. I'm pretty sure that Liv's only ever had Christmas dinner at a mum and dad's house. So, oh, is that I mean, your Liv? <laughs> yeah, that's my Liv. So she, she oh, back. <laughs> I mean, she's not my Liv. I don't own her. Um, <laughs> there's none of that going on, but no, she... Uh, yeah, Liv, when did you send roast potatoes? When did you send it back for no roast potatoes? Um, that's confused me. I don't know where she's been for Christmas dinner. It ain't me. <laughs> well, yeah. let, let's talk about Love times that. where you may have sent food back. Because you strike me as a man who... you Simple tastes, but, but if it's not quite up to standard, you are definitely brazen enough to say, no, no, take it back. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I, I'm not like that. I, if it's cooked wrong to how I've ordered it and it's something that I really, really don't like, then I'll send it back. So like if it's got, I'm, I'm, I don't like onions at all. I don't like mushrooms, things like that. So if I find that they're in it, even if it's to the point, yeah, yeah Delina's going to leave getting banned from the, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> if it's not happened by now, it's probably not ever going to happen. But um, no, if it's some, if I've ordered it a certain way and it's not done right and it's done to a standard that I just won't eat it because I don't like it, then I'll send it back. I have done the opposite though. And what? Well, well, that sounds weird. Like I ain't gone. Yeah, send us more food. I've took okay. other people's food. Um, <laughs> no, I've ordered food when I lived on my own. I, I lived in this apartment. I ordered some food on on Just Eat, and then <laughs> fell asleep. And it wasn't until I got home from work the next evening I realised they'd never delivered my food. <laughs> so, like I didn't send it back. They just didn't bring it. So yeah, I've done the opposite. It's not sending it back. It's just never getting the food and just falling asleep. <laughs> Be right. 
Yeah. No. Okay. Fine. It's all right. It's windy. Indeed. Indeed. And another fool has snuck into the lobby while we've been doing this. So I'd like to hear his thoughts on the opening question. Have you ever sent food back, Gary? Not so one show. Even though. What do you mean? Uh, have I ever sent food back? Possibly a steak was undercooked because I am a sucker for a well done steak. And if it's not well done, it's going back. I don't see no traces of blood on my steak at all. Um, it might not. Uh, it might not surprise. Well, it might surprise people, but I'm not a massive steak eater. So it's because, mainly because I get confused and I don't understand it. But if I was to order it, um, I would say I want it cooked. I want no blood evident anywhere at all. Yeah, I, I'm not Agreed. a steak fan either. Oof. I'm not a steak fan. And I used to eat it if I had to have it like that. I used to say, well done. But I'm actually, now when I have it, I'm okay with that. Because it, it's not blood. That's the thing. I found out it's not blood. And I was like, oh, I'm okay now. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thank, thank you for sharing your stories. And again, I'd love to hear the stories of, of people watching along. Because it, it would be fascinating to know, um, uh, have I ever sent food back? Uh, no, I, I'm not one really for confrontation. So as long as it was edible, I think it stays. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not one for sending stuff back. You just want to eat your food. You just want to eat your food. When it gets there, once you've ordered it, you just want to eat it. It has, it would have to be very, very bad for me to say yeah. that. Yeah. Do you know what I liked about Aiden's first response was that he made a point to not name the parent, but then ruled one of them out. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when a parent sends something back. Not Fifey. Okay. <laughs> but he's he's also very sure that his mum won't be watching this. Yeah. yeah given yeah. that she's not been interested in anything I do for nearly four years now. <laughs> oh, I lives upstairs and she's not interested. I've had to go and ask her to put this on. I was like, you might want to watch this. It'd be fun. <laughs> um, oh, here, here's another one. <laughs> Keeping the content coming. Cheers, Liv. Uh, Set food back because I had a living caterpillar in the salad. Yeah, we did last year. Yes, we did. We got oh, a burger. What? And it had a, a little caterpillar crawl. Well, I say a little, and it was quite big. Crawled out of the, the burger salad. <laughs> yeah, that's, I know. Absolutely. They, they went, Do you want it, a replacement? What, what was the rating on that bloody restaurant? Uh, it was a. It's a. I think it's a brewer's fair. To be fair, we get you get what you pay for, don't you? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, they had a, not a caterpillar in your salad, though. No. <laughs> um, oh, I did wonder what Liv meant. She sent me a text saying caterpillar. We sent that back, and I had no idea. Yeah. what she was talking about um mm. uh good evening to Supermoon radio who have uh, tweeted in say uh just a thank you for having chris on the show to talk about swim and supermarine uh can't wait to hear your views on tonight's stfc supporters club podcast with the ceo this evening there is so much to digest from this and we will start there because i know you have to disappear rich uh, first and foremost i lost count of the amount of times he referred to uh, the OSC live stream as a podcast, which I think yeah, by is. the very definition of what a podcast is, is not what OSC is. <laughs> so um, I, from, yeah. my own, from my own perspective, I just want to throw out there first, Vic was an absolute trooper because he was getting very, very little back by way of anything that resembled an answer to any question. And yeah. this is why he is goated in the presenting category. Um, go on, Rich. You, you came on specifically to talk about this. Start us off. Uh, Mike's very interested if we could pull out any positives. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I well, I've, I listened and I watched to the first 20-ish 20, minutes. Um, 
and genuinely, I, I just thought the the approach, and I think uh, Dan Hunt went, uh, tweeted it earlier. Like he was, he was just so stubborn, so defensive. Um, he's like, it, it's sort of a bit like you know the comments that were published in Forbes magazine that Clem said is like, oh, well, I'll I'll knock somebody out or I'll start swinging punches at people, <laughs> etc. Like it, it sort of was like that approach. Like, um, I, I think there was one question. He was like, um, I, I can't remember what the question was, but then Anthony Hall said, "Well, come to my office tomorrow, then I'll I'll, I'll bloody show you." I was like, <laughs> he, he, "You don't he need to be them. like that. You don't need to be like that." When he was asked uh, about the bloody competitive budget, um. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, of it one being dire, ten being amazing, where was it? A six? Are you taking the fucking piss? Are you taking the piss? Seriously, if we've got a six, that's bloody impressive. That that is. Oh, well, it says a lot for the rest of the league, I suppose. It does, but it also says a lot about what our transfer budget was in 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 the summer. It's like. We signed hardly anybody, and our two best players that we signed were on fucking loan from the same league as us. Oh, don't start Woody off again. Like genuinely, and the thing is, they're both going to go back in January as well. Like, don't start oh, Liam on there. Oh. <laughs> Rich, stop setting people off. Sorry, but then, and then he says, "Oh yeah, well we'll have to wait and see until Clem gets here on the twenty-first. Everything was." Oh, we'll have to wait and see until Clem gets here. Oh, we'll have to wait and see until Clem gets here. Oh, we'll have to wait and see until Clem gets here. Why can't you answer it? You're the CEO. You should know everything that's going on in your operation. I mean, in fairness to him on that, he did say very, very clearly and very specifically that he's been going through each department since he got there and trying to find out exactly what's going on. The football side of things is the last place he's going to go. He's starting I, everywhere else first. But I uh, imagine in a football club. But I, that's the last I, thing you look at. Yeah. <laughs> it's like looking at the toilets at McDonald's on your first day, isn't it? You've taken over a McDonald's restaurant and you're talking about the toilets. <laughs> But I don't, I don't believe he didn't know nothing about it before he came in. You know, like there's definitely at least a period of time when you come into a football club. He he says, "Oh, I didn't start until the fifteenth, fifteenth uh, September." Bollocks! You've been in and out of this football club since Clem came in. You've you might not have had a CEO position, but you've definitely been involved. So you know everything. You do know things that are going in and out of the football club. You wouldn't have been just like, oh yeah, because you're a CEO of Axis, you're going to come and be CEO of my uh, of my football club that I currently own. Nah, I I don't believe that, and I don't believe that's what's happened either. Um, and if that is what's happened, I think that's a poor, poor uh, appointment by Clem. Um, and if he doesn't, if he didn't know anything about Swindon Town, that's really, really shocking. Um, he was asked, "Oh, um, do you know about our uh, financial troubles back in 1990? Have you have you researched that? Was that? Do you know about yeah. that?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, of course I have. Of course I have. Of course I know about that. Of course I know about that. All right, yeah. Well, tell us then." It's, <laughs> he didn't know about this season. Absolute, that year. absolute shambles of a uh, of an interview uh, from Anthony Hall's point of view. Um, a, a fair play to Vic. He. Asked, he was straight in. He asked the questions. He asked the elephant in the room. 
and he was so so strong with his questions and i think would i think it was woody that said it it's like he gave absolutely fuck all back at me uh and i thought um, it was an absolute disgrace from a ceo I, I i'm absolutely disgraceful i'm not one for for pulling apart at the the person because you know f- first and foremost I suppose you have to give some credit for even saying you do it, given the uh, discontent around. Yeah, but there's in, no in point. Yeah, but, at you the don't need to be a, but you don't need to be a dick. <laughs> um, but that's his arrogance. He believes that he can walk through that it. Is arrogance. He's that arrogant. There, yeah, there's absolutely. a certainly there's certainly a a disconnect between um, the the person in front of the camera and anything that resembled personality. I would say. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, you could tell he, did, he didn't. And. And I mean, there's so many things we could pick up on. And, and I just want to highlight this one again from Christian, where he, he's put, he stopped at the club shop and reduced the shirt prices. If ever, I mean, there, there, there is one answer that was possibly worse that, than this one. But when he mentioned the shirt prices, when Chris on it, he said, well, of course we reduced the prices of the home shirts. The third shirts have just come out. Why wouldn't you reduce the price of the home shirt? But, because no, that's not, that's not how it works. You don't he just reduce the said, price of one shirt because you've got another one coming out. It also, oh, another thing. Oh, I really want to mention this. Go on. He said, I think once when asked about the ticket prices, I'm not sure who who bloody asked this question anyway because it's just set it just set Anthony Hall off anyway about the nationwide prices, right? Oh yeah, he, he was delighted and to he talk get, about and that. He was, wasn't and, he? He's, and he's looking at it and saying that oh, he's actually going to take it away because we want to be sustainable because it's affecting, because only 300 people are getting it. Well, I'm sorry, but we're getting 8,000 crowd, 4,000 of them are season tickets. That means another 4,000 are actually getting tickets and only that small, tiny percentage are buying nationwide tickets and you're thinking of taking it away. How else are you going to attract um, attract fans? With you know one of the mean? highest you want to be you want to be sustainable but at least put a bloody and keeping uh, keep an incentive in there instead of saying oh yeah i'm gonna take it away i know we didn't say it in those words but you fucking certainly implied it well, i think it's absolutely disgraceful he implied that they need to look at the rollout of the free tickets being issued as well because it's certainly not helping the club's causes he reiterated the club's debt is as high as has been broadcast, despite all the reasons that everyone knows it can't possibly be the case. Um, but, but I'm sorry, but how are you going to get young fans to become uh, uh, to go to games? You know, yeah. it, it, I, I just, yeah, no, I, I, I and because adult, adults aren't going to pay those prices. In fact, they should be lowering tickets in order to be actually getting 10, 11,000. That's how you market. That's how you do it. Not by charging twenty-seven quid each game and only getting seven, eight thousand fans. We said this all along before, and it's absolutely disgraceful. You want to be sustainable? Fucking get a ten, eleven thousand fans in every game. Well, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Before Rich completely blows a gasket, Woody, do you want to come in and have your say on on anything in particular? Well, I had <clears throat> I had suspicions after his first fucking interview, to be fair, when he first came in the club and they staged it like he was, I don't know, brand new number seven, wearing the number seven shirt. It was, um, you know, I think there was a few comments that came out after that to say that he spoke well and all that bollocks. He was fucking told what to say and he got to say it in front of a camera where it wasn't being recorded live. Um, I just, I mean, I... 
I feel kind of bad for, for a lot of people that sat through and watched it because I had to turn it off because I've never heard such driveling cuntish words in my life. <laughs> um, I just like, you know, I sit there and what annoys me the most, and, and I've said this pretty much, I said this about Clem and I've said this, they seem to think because they're in this position of power in football that nobody else, not a single one of those 9,000 fans that goes to a game knows fuck all about a business. And it's... And, but it's okay because we've got a fucking plumber and we've got an electrician running the business. <laughs> um, tell me the last time you saw a fucking absolutely minted plumber and electrician running a successful business. It doesn't happen. Um, yeah. So they need to pipe down. They ain't as fucking successful as they think they are. Um, and I just think that, like, it, it was his bloody golf buddies. He's given his a golf buddy a CEO job title. He probably slept with Clem to get the job in the first place. And it's just... I'm sorry, but I'm generally at this stage now where I need to just joke about it because, like, and, and come at me because they don't watch this anyway. Because if they watch, yeah, this, they, they might don't if they watch, watch this. They would yeah. Fucking come on, they'd fucking yeah. learn something. Um, but anyway, <laughs> joking aside, joking aside. Now I've now I've had my kind of Paul Smith, Matt Rife, not give a shit style rant. Um, the um, um, but no, it was it was a dreadful interview, absolutely terrible. I mean, what was the point? Like, I would I would almost rather him just not bothered because Vic was asking questions. Yeah. I don't want to criticise Vic because he's in a bit of a predicament. He can't be as pressed as people want him to be. Um, I think that's because of his position with the supporters club. But he can press a little bit more than what the trust are supposedly doing. Um, and Put it this way. There's a reason that it, Anthony Hall specified when he was talking about Clem that he went on OSC and he went on Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge. Didn't appear on us, though, did he? <laughs> Where we have no affiliation and control. Yeah, and it and it and it's just it and and I like said it it makes it it just makes me more angry at the fact that they talk to people like nobody knows how how businesses run nobody knows how businesses operate I know football is its own business don't get me wrong I know football is its own little world it is when you get to the championship and above everywhere else it's just another business um and it's just this whole like I think there was a statement that come around a couple of times saying that he doesn't know the budget does know the budget doesn't know the budget. I mean, the first thing I think a couple of people have said it, including Cozzy, and I think somebody else said it. The first thing I'm bloody doing when I check a, if somebody comes into a business is check what bloody money we've got to spend. Um, so it's, you know, and I just don't think how he can make any informed decisions as a CEO when he doesn't know the budget, whether it's football inside or commercial side, you know, because and this kind of split between they look after the football side and they look after the commercial side. Yes, that's operationally possible. But without the football side making money, the commercial side can't make money and vice versa. So it's. It's just it's just a load of bollocks. And I, I'm, I was really I had to turn the interview off because I thought it was terrible. I thought it was really arrogant. Um, I thought he's in no position to speak to, you know, somebody, you know, Vic remained calm throughout that. I know um, plenty of hosts who wouldn't have remained calm in that. And, you know, would have been really <laughs> would have been really pressing. And hey, I think not even I thought, Fifey. I'm, I'm calling Liam out on that one. He wouldn't have even stayed calm in that interview. I'd be in a cell and, right now. Yeah, and they and, and what makes me laugh is like the whole the, the, the another thing that came out about Doughty as well. Oh, yeah. Like we're, we're trying to be sustainable. What should we do? Yeah, we'll make sure we lose contact with one of the fans' favorites as well as our sustainability officer. Um, you know, so it's just I know he's looking at sustainability from a different angle, but it's just I just I, I can't 
I don't get it. And then he came up with that absolute fucking dross that we were going to be in League One in three years' time or whatever. Oh, don't. That's the one that hit me. Um, That's the one that got that me very one, angry. That one that pissed me off because we might as well just everybody give your fucking season ticket money back now. Season tickets back now because evidently we're just going to be sat here for three years watching watching this. And do you know who I genuinely feel sorry for? It's those fucking eighteen-year-olds that we're putting on the bench every week now because we have got twats running the club like that. Um, and running the club like they fucking like we owe them something. I'm sorry, but until I see this club start to actually progress, Clem did not save the club. Neither did any of his fucking cronies. Nobody bloody saved this club until I see us start progressing. At the moment, as what the way I see it, we've had pre previous ownership that have taken us to the prem. May have been corrupt, but they took us to the prem. We've had previous ownership that have seen us near the championship. You know, whether they were corrupt or not, I don't care. But at the moment, Clem has not saved the club. And if anybody watching this believes that Clem saved the fucking club, come give me your money and I'll fucking throw it away for you. Don't throw it away in a club that doesn't fucking deserve it. Uh, Gary, let me bring you in. So, uh, Woody and Rich have made some very impassioned points there. Um, I'm saving the three years till we're in League One comment till I'm properly boiling. Uh, because I've got plenty to say on that statement. I just want to read out a tweet that we've had, uh, because tickets and stuff have been mentioned. And, and uh, in reply to a slightly sarcastic tweet I put out earlier, I did get this, um, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it, because I'll get the name wrong, and I don't want to insult you for doing that. Uh, but I have retweeted it out, and it said, uh, nine free games is too many, question mark, question mark, question mark, what the fuck about giving up our season ticket funds during the COVID era, was that too much as well? And it seems like they, they say that fans are fickle and fans have short memories. It seems that club officials have short memories as well, Gary. Uh, this this, this storyline of, of the, we don't do enough for this club. We've done more than enough for this club in the last three three seasons. Plus, I was one of those who gave away my, my money from the COVID season. I didn't ask for it back. My name's on that little plastic board out on the county ground that's really, really impressive or not. Um, but, but, I mean, nine games for, for what we're paying. What's it, Liam, with a fourth, fifth highest season ticket in the league? I think you're higher than that. I think you're like second or third, aren't you? You're, I think Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon are like 500-odd, but I'm sure you're second or third. So, good savings for my nine free games, you asked me, personally. But Jesus, that that oh, that whole interview was just an absolute. <laughs> my my missus is is a Portsmouth fan, and she's got no real interest in it. But she was in the background, and she was listening to it, and she said to me, she said, "That bloke is an absolute idiot. He sounds god awful. He comes around over defensive, aggressive. He wasn't answering questions. She just said, and, and I said, do you realize that's our CEO? She went, you what? <laughs> I said, that was our CEO of the club." talking to the fans live and she thought it's god awful and I, and I agree with what William Richard said some of the things he came out with and how he answered replies was just ridiculous I mean I, I, I can't believe I mean don't fair play William turning it off because I, I got to the point where I was going to just throw it in the bin at one point it, it was uh, anyway three years that's all I got to say three years just take my money now for the next three years it'd be great I, can't, I love League Two football, but it is entertaining. It is entertaining. <laughs> at, least, at least it's entertaining. We see goals and we score goals. It's entertaining. And, you know, just keep coming because we got concerts and everything else coming up. So, <laughs> so, so on that, it has to be said, and I'm hoping it's, it's a misquote. 
Um, but but the question was asked, uh, and I'm going to then link it into another question based on what you just said there, Gary, before I let Liam have his seat, because maybe we're, we're just too emotionally involved. And, and Mike said in the chat, Liam is the calmest person on there, perhaps because he's not emotionally involved. Well, he, he is emotionally involved with Swindon at this stage, let's be honest. We're essentially a second team. Um, so he was asked about promotion and aims, etc., and the quote was, we're in the most competitive league too there has been for a long time. Um, the light, We can't compete financially with the likes of Wrexham, but that doesn't mean we can't compete on the pitch with them. But he'd like to think within three years, we will be a League One club. Now, when I posted that quote in the chat, Woody, who'd already turned it off by this point, question, is that three years since Clem took over? And I replied, no, as far as I've understood it, that's three years from now. But it is entertaining, you're right. And and one of the questions he was asked, Gary, was, are Swindon fans getting value for money? And he said, well, in terms of goals scored, I would say yes. Well, we're it's seeing goals like, against as well, it's, we? <laughs> it's not like we're having uh, boring games, I think is how he described it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Liam's, Liam, your face is saying a thousand words. Um, are we just too emotionally invested and we're digging too deep into this? Or was it the complete clusterfuck of a shit show that we all think it was? So, do you know what's really, really ironic, right? I've got Twitter open on this screen here and you guys here. So when you just said there that you're getting value for money because you're seeing goals. Yeah, you're seeing goals for, you're seeing goals against, you're seeing a lot of goals <laughs> against. As you were saying that, a clip of the Challenger shuttle launch was going off on my screen here on Twitter. That's like saying that at least those people got to see a launch. Yeah, they saw the families blow up when they got a couple of miles up <laughs> and every one of them died. But you got value from you with that. You got what you paid for, which was the launch. It wasn't the exit of the thing. And that's just ridiculous. The, you, the three year thing, and it, it ties into another point that he made. And, and I'm surprised no one, no one mentioned it yet. And no one seemed to pick up on it in the chat. Was he was asked about the roadmap? Oh, he mentioned yes. the roadmap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, believe me, I caught the bit about the roadmap. And he said, "I'm happy to take a look at the roadmap and rewrite it and put it back out." That's not how roadmaps work. <laughs> That's not how it works. You don't just needs rewrite updating. the road. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, what you do is you go, "We've failed massively. We are no longer on that roadmap." You don't just go, "Oh, we're going to change it. We're going to move it on two years so that we can start again." No. That's not how it works. The guy, look, I'm not going to attack his character. I don't know enough about him as a person, but as a, as a football CEO, the, the thing that he was asked about his background, he's got no football background no. at all. You have no one who has football knowledge running a football club. You have an Australian man who doesn't think that the things that are going on in your football club are pressing enough to get on a plane and get over here sooner till the 21st of December, did they say? So he's got well, no desire to he, be. He just here. needs to be over and acclimatized, ready for when Ryan Reynolds obviously turns up on boxing. Of course then. he does. Well, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> won't come. He won't be coming. He don't do away games, so Clem's in for a shock. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like, you know, the the, the article that went out. Oh, we've not even Farrell. touched on the trust article. Yet. Oh, no, 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 that... no, not even the trust article. The other article, the one that the one that really kind of shook the tree a few months back or a month or so back. The one where a media outlet that we're aware of may have been touched yeah, upon within it. I've, I don't know who they are fully, but I've, no. I've got an idea. Um, yeah, we can't, we can't he, talk about them. But no, it's um, you can't get he can't get his club's books together 
to give the trust. It's been three months since they were promised now. Oh, but don't forget, Liam, they could just rock up to this guy's office and they'll be available to him. That's, that's this is the man who also doesn't know what our financial situation is. So he's, yeah, exactly. So he doesn't have the books, <laughs> but if you want them, you can come get them off him. <laughs> yeah. So Clem, Clem can't get those books together and get them to the trust in three months, but he can get an article out in Forbes magazine within 24 hours. Like, he can't get to the club that's, you know, this guy that he's appointed was was head of, is it Axis for the UK? Yeah. 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 Axis for the UK that liquidated two UK businesses in the last 12 yeah. months. But that won't happen to Swindon because it's a separate thing entirely. It's not part we know of that's portfolio. Yes. I got, I'm, yeah, I mean, I mean, no one in here has ever run a business before, right? Have you? <laughs> No, never no, run a business. No, I, I, I haven't. No definitely, I didn't. I didn't have my own business, um, so I have no idea what he's talking about either. Like, because <laughs> we can't just... do research into this kind of stuff either. Oh no, I'm joking. I did have my own business. Like the, the the guy's talking nonsense, and I'm not asked about saying it anymore. It's just got to the point where, and I said it before when I came on. It's it's sad now, and it's not funny. And you've got these people who every time you think it can't get worse, it gets worse. And you've got some bloke who has no football knowledge at all doesn't even have the right sort of background to bring anything to the club. You, you could understand if like he'd gone through a marketing, like a marketing business and worked his way up to run to the very top. And you knew that you were going to be getting like the best commercial side of things out. No, he's an electrician. Like, like you said, but he's Clem, an electrician. Clem trusts him. So it's of course okay. he does. Of course he does. Been, he can it, the it, wiring in the, in the sound systems. Yeah, but, yeah, but here's the thing. You're, you're owned by a plumber. You've been owned by a plumber for nearly the last three years. I went to a game at your ground last season. The toilet were leaking. <laughs> Still are. Yeah. You've got a plumber and you've got leaking toilets. The guy is just absolutely... Like, that was bad. And the other thing for me was that anytime he was asked a question... And look, I, I don't know the guys on the, the, the OSC. I don't know them. Or OSC, whatever it's called, OSC. Is it OSC? OSC, yeah. Official Sports yeah. Club. So I, I don't know Vic. Um, but I was frustrated watching it because, yes... He can't press as much as I think people would like, and he should have pressed more. But what he was doing was, whenever there was a difficult question, he would ask the difficult question, and then he would provide a cushion for that difficult question. So he would say, people want to know about this, and then he would give his version, or he, he would give his own answer to that, so that the CEO then just sort of piggybacked on his answer. He was teeing it up for him, and that was why I was like, I kept writing in the chat, stop giving him, uh, like, Stop teeing it up for him. Stop putting a cushion for him to sit on. Let him answer. And it, it, it just... Oh, oh, I'm getting a question. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I worry about what's next. Yeah, no, give me your phone <laughs> number. <laughs> Why's your OnlyFans stop working, Liam? Um, no, it, it just... It was frustrating, and I was getting frustrated watching it. And, yeah, there's the three-year thing... With it to be with <laughs> Don't. Him. Please stop mentioning the no, three-year thing, because it's going to piss me right off. But what was the end of your five-year plan, that roadmap? What was the end of that five years? Championship, Championship. Championship. So essentially what he's saying is the roadmap's changed. Three. The, the end of the five years is League One now. Yeah, That's yeah. what he said. And you're all supposed to be okay with that. And we get lucky basically... into it this year, of course. <laughs> yeah, he kept using Wrexham as a... I mean, he kept using Wrexham saying, oh, you can't compete. Wrexham, you know, they've got the biggest budget. Wrexham out top of the league. What he also said was he didn't know the budget, but when he was asked about Wrexham's budget, he said Wrexham spent between 20 to £22 million pound last year, and that's a third, uh, that's three times our budget. How, how do you know? You've just said you don't know what the budget is, so how, how can Wrexham spend three times of a, a number you don't know exists? It, it, I, yeah. Well, be, yeah, he, he genuinely would. like That's a, a good point. He'd be offering straighteners. He does seem like that sort of person. Um, 
Um, there, there are a couple of highlights uh, away from complete shithousery comments uh, that, that can't go um, unnoticed. And uh, I'd like to say good evening to Joe, because Mike, Mike tweeted out to the Low Strangers guys, says this is one of those opportunities I wish some of the Low Strangers guys were on full rush in so they could all discuss it together. Um, and uh, Joe said he'll be listening back to the pod version tomorrow. That's actually a pod version because it will be audio only <laughs> via a podcast app. Um, Apologies in advance. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry about <laughs> they, that. I listen to it with the kids in the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely comes content. with an ATVT. Um, so, what we did learn was uh, fan favorite Michael Doughty left the club uh, without any any forewarning. Um, we believe that that will be out in the very late advisory board minutes, which are which will be available tomorrow. We understand. Also, the other, the second guy from Axis, whose name escapes me, I want to say is Luke something, but I could be making that up. Uh, he's also left, which is why there's now a, a, gra- a stadium maintenance manager Dover? position available. Yes, that's him. Thank you. Uh, he's also left. He's gone back to Axis uh, to do his proper job. Um, but yes, that wasn't announced either. Um, but apparently these things don't need to be announced and they will be available in the minutes that are late for the meeting that's already happened. Uh, Liam's got his hand up. He wants to come in on the absentees list. Um, and, and just those people have gone, but Zav Austin's still attending away games as a club director. <laughs> yeah. That's the point. I raised Zav that Austin, who has nothing to do with the club and Karachi yeah. is completely his project. But... Yeah. Uh, but our CEO needs to find out why the unaffiliated project of Zav Austin is using proper club merchandise, while the Australian school is using an old badge uh, and isn't seemingly <laughs> isn't seemingly properly affiliated. But it went well. It but went well. He didn't well, know apparently. about it either. He didn't. That's what he literally said. He he didn't know that they were using the club's badge. How do you not know? You're the CEO of a football club and somebody who, yes, it might be his project. But he ain't based out there. He's working at that football club. We can pretend he's not. If he's driving to away games in his Bentley or whatever it is, I can't remember if it was a Bentley or a Rolls Royce, whatever it is, he's driving, he's parking in directors' car parks. He's in this country. Pick up the phone and ask him. Like, ask that question. The guy is just, he kept looking over the top of his camera. Anytime a, a difficult question was asked. I had a guy with one of their boards there just holding <laughs> up. I, I, I genuinely think there was someone there telling him yes going. or no about asking. Yeah, about asking things because he every yeah, time there was a, if it was an easy question, question, he answered. Yeah, and he'd, yeah. he'd go like that and then he'd go, I know nothing about that. Ask Clem. Yeah, ask yeah, Clem. I just, it was, yeah, it's just, it was just dreadful, I think, as well. And I think, I, I wonder whether anybody is actually there full time because it seems that we've just got the access management board running the t- uh, running the um running the club and we know how well they run their businesses um <laughs> but it's just i think what i what might retitle is... this episode <laughs> fools rush shots fired yeah fools, yeah. fools rush axis yeah <laughs> full access wrong wrong, yeah. wrong axis um Boom. but the um no access, access to the books yeah this denied Axis all areas. <laughs> Sorry, Woody. Probably where they got their name from as well. Yeah. The, um, I just, I don't, I, I can't understand. I genuinely, really, really cannot understand how anybody watching that can have any faith in or in in that CEO. 
you know, like I know there's I don't get me wrong, I know that management in football, management boards in football, there are some shady characters. There's you're never gonna escape that. Football is a without um slandering, football is arguably a laundering tax efficient scheme um for, for many, many people. Um, but it's it's just the constant, it just doesn't, the fact, the fact he doesn't know stuff, I wonder whether he's actually there full-time or not. So the trust might turn up and he, he probably wouldn't actually be there. Um, and that, and that I, I'm, I'm throwing it out there now. I'm throwing it out there now. That January fans forum does not happen. Oh, no. oh it won't happen. It won't happen. It oh, won't Clem happen will be there. Clem has got to go back to the uh, to Australia and he, he goes back before. Yeah. And the, yeah. But if it does happen, the trust get the books 24 to 48 hours beforehand. Yeah, yeah, and 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 this is the other thing as well, right? So, when running a football club, your fans, whether that be in the method of the trust, whether that be in the method of podcasts, whatever, are your customers. They are your lead clientele. The trust, who are there to represent the fan base. Now, we, we I'm not going to pick. On, I'm going to try not to pick on the trust tonight, um, because I think this is mainly <laughs> about what the club are doing. Well, you have a red wire then. <laughs> yeah, it, it ain't gonna happen. But I'm going to try at, at this point in time when we're criticizing. <laughs> they need the trust, to sell their fucking life out as well. But what makes me what makes me laugh is they're there. Effectively, the club, the trust, are still a clientele of theirs. Why is it up to the trust when the trust have asked to see the books? Why have they got to go? And go and, and meet and, and meet Anthony Hall. Who, let's be honest, that's probably only the second time I've fucking seen him. Um, you know, it's I don't not know even his real name. name. He's always yeah, in the winners' just... lounge. He says so. Oh, is he always in the winners' lounge? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's happy to talk to people. Happy to talk to people. Yeah, with... Oh no, he wasn't actually at the club when we did it, was he? But the <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that like I'm not being funny, but he said he's getting frustrated with the trust statement. Do these guys genuinely not read social media at all, not read the room at all and see that there's so many people going, what are the trusts doing? Why haven't the clubs released their books? So there's two elements there. One, why haven't it, why hasn't it come out sooner that the club are waiting for the trust to approach them or come to them? Um, and two, why, why leave it so late now to go, oh yeah, we've, um, we've told them to come to us, but they're not coming to us. So we think they're lying. It's, it's just it's just a load of bollocks. It's because they're waiting to see how long they can fiddle the books, um, how long they can dis delay stuff, how long they can push stuff off, how long they can reassign it to fucking Holly Keeley's dog or whatever. And it's just I just think it's just a load of trash. And anybody who genuinely believes it, um, you know, it, I I I feel genuinely sorry for you if I, uh, if it, you genuinely believe anything that's coming out of my mouth. On that note, I want to throw. There was two things I wanted to throw at you, and I'm hoping I don't forget them both. Uh, Liam, if I could just ask you to unmute uh, for a second, because you've got okay. this quote down to a T. Because uh, you mentioned, uh, what he mentioned there, uh, Miss or Mrs. Keeley, I'm not entirely sure, I believe it'd be Mrs. Keeley. Uh, there was a quote about the shares, because it was asked about the repurchasing of the shares, and you came on and you've got this quote down to a T, Liam. What, what was the quote again, please? Uh, the quote was that that person was rewarded with 10% of the club for helping out with the debenture, which goes against everything Clem said. Yeah, that, that sounds like that they just temporarily bought them until Clem could pay them back, doesn't it? Yeah. No, they were given them as a, as a reward. As it a was an admin you. error. <laughs> it was an admin error indeed. Oh, I've, I've still got I've still got six percent in my inbox. I'm just not cashed it in yet. <laughs> I own the county ground. That's why I got this scarf. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm it's not a plumber or an electrician. I can't run a football club. <laughs> but but coming up on what you were saying, Woody, uh, and and you're you're probably right. I don't want to dwell too much on this. Um, one communication is a fine art that very few people seem to have in this day and age, and certainly the trust and Swindon Town don't have it between themselves or on social media. But the trust released a statement today. But for all intensive purposes, was what six paragraphs that equated to the words. We still haven't seen them. We're a little bit disappointed. Shit happens. We'll move on. We'll update That's you. Not, in we'll January. update you when we can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, even though, even no movement. Now, I'm going to try and be. I'm going to try and be fair, but I'm going to be very honest here. The trust are all, pe- you know, work people with their own jobs, their own lives. This isn't what they do for for a living. Absolutely fine. No problem with that. And equally, uh, fans had the opportunity to change the, the trust board or, or however they portray themselves, nobody stepped forward to do it. Again, you know, that that's on the fan base. Completely understand that. But the people elected to do the job on behalf of the fans are quite simply not doing the job they were elected to do. It, it's as if they're looking at other people elected to do a job that aren't doing the job they were elected to do and thinking, there's the blueprint of what will make the trust a success. It is an absolute shit show. If they've got the power as the trust as an entity to do something like we want to see the books, show us the books and put a deadline on it. And if it's not met, there should be sanctions. There should be there should be something in place. I don't care how up the club's arse they are. And and I'm going to be honest at this stage. I've tried to be generous and it's got us nowhere. I don't care how far up the club's arse they are. They are there to represent the fans. You do not see, and I appreciate it's a different setup. You've got an official supporters club that are more pressing on the club than the trust whose job it is to be pressing on the club. You've got you've got fan content like fuck it, us. The club don't listen, although they they seem to know when we say shit. Um, but the club that don't listen to us. And won't come on and won't entertain us being able to talk to anyone from the club. But we're doing more, you know, because we're reacting how a lot of fans are reacting. This is why we have a cross-section of fans do this. It's because we've got some that see the positives, some that see the negatives, and we discuss it. Why, like Woody said, why can't they read the room? Why can't they see this is causing more harm than good? That interview today has caused more harm than good. The fact that it's that it, that statement has come out a couple of hours before that interview, completely contradicting each other, and now they're just arguing with each other, is doing more harm than good. None of the fuckers that are supposed to be doing the job for the fans are doing the job for the fans. And I, for one, am fucking fed up of it now because it's taking the piss. You've got Mr. Personality saying every wrong answer you could possibly do, and the people, are, are, honestly, the trust couldn't be a more ironic name for them. Because even though I'm still paying my monthly fee, I could not, I do not trust them as far as I could throw them. And I back myself to throw quite a few of them quite a fair distance. But it's just an absolute fucking piss take at this stage. I honestly do not understand. I mean, Gary, in your opinion, has the trust come out of today with any additional credit from where they were? Well, no, because I think our CEO is shot fired back to me that they're tit for tat now. Yeah. And it's not it's essentially declared war. Yeah, shots fired either way. And where are we? The books have to have been seen. And when they're no wiser. I mean, Liam, you, you again, you won't know 
the trust personally, but you're, you're following every Swindon Town story with great interest and intrigue. Uh, I mean, do you think that, that they're coming out of this with any credit whatsoever? No, I, I said to you when Rob when I found out Rob Angus used to be part of the trust that they they've lost all credibility at that point. You can't have someone go from your supporters' trust to running your football club because things will change, and they can't question Rob Angus because Rob Angus has seen to be going in there with their best interests and what they believe. They, they've put themselves in an impossible position as a as a trust. That was ridiculous to happen. I've said it for a long time, but no, today is ridiculous. The fact that they've waited this long and that's what they've put out. I could have told you everything that were in that statement. How how would this play out if it was Bradford, in your opinion? Would it play out how it's playing out at Swindon? Um, so at the minute, we're at, it's, it's similar. I don't want to say similar because it's not similar, but <laughs> the fans are not happy with the CEO at Bradford at the minute. Um but we are in nowhere near a position. They're, they're simply not happy with the CEO because we've not gone up and they believe that that's down to his work. I mean, you look, we've got, we've, we've always got a top five, top six budget and we haven't finished top five, top six, apart from last season when we had a top three budget. For me, I don't believe he's doing anything wrong, but the fans are already up in arms about our CEO. If I can look, we've not been where you guys are since I reckon 2007. We didn't even, yeah, no, we did go further than this. We went to, we went administration, I think, just before. But oh, we were hours away from closing completely till Super Clem came in with his buckets full of genie money. And yeah, got the shares. We 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 were we were. I think it was about twenty. I think they quote something like twenty-four minutes away from being wound up before our current owner, the one that actually owned us at the time, bailed us out. So the, the person who owned us, who took us there then put the money in with 20 minutes to spare and kept us alive. Um there there'd be a there'd be riots. They they genuinely would be riots. I've seen I've seen managers' cars attacked, uh vandalized. I'm not calling for that. Please don't we, we don't, don't endorse do that. Like that. We don't no. endorse that. It's it's ridiculous when people do things like that. But that's I've seen that happen. Um I I'm reading you through your club fan page Facebooks at the minute and Oh, yeah, that's always the go-to place for sense and normality as well. Well, but the reason is because, obviously, Twitter is one end and Facebook is the other. And you can usually find the truth sort of somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. But Facebook's on par with Twitter tonight. Wow. And that shows a lot. When they're they're actually saying that the the post on it is, this fellow isn't coming out well in this interview. And then people are saying, I'm concerned. When he keeps saying, I'm not sure, I'll find out. Um... Yeah, someone else, oh, yeah, I forgot he's only quite new to the position of CEO. That explains why he didn't know or have the answers to the questions you'd expect from a CEO of a business. Sure, that's a, a good point there. If he is unable to, in three months, find out the most basic information that a CEO needs to know, then he should never have been given the job. If you cannot find out what your budget is at a football club within three months before you go on an interview where you know full well you are going to be asked about the budget, you are the wrong person for the job. If I'm the trust, 
The one thing, what the trust need to do is they need to show some spine and some backbone. If I'm the trust after that tonight, they won't find many people that will disagree with them if they put a statement out that says that they give that CEO a vote of no confidence and they want him to stand down. That's what they need to do. That's what any trust at any football club should be doing. There was one earlier, and I think it may have been Rochdale, but I can't find it. They put out a vote of no confidence against the people trying to sell the club. I think it was Rochdale. It might not have been. It might have been another club, but that was definitely that's what a trust statement of Rochdale earlier. Yeah, there was a statement from Rochdale, but I'm sure there was one from a trust. Um, I don't know if it was Rochdale, that, but but anyway, it's a, it's a club that were looking to sell and haven't been sold. Um, basically, they just, yeah, your trust should be now releasing a statement within hours of that. He's called them liars yeah. on the, 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 the show. They have proof whether he's lying or not or whether they're lying or not. And if he, if they don't put a statement out, it makes him look right. They should be demanding he steps down. Yeah, I bet they don't. No, they won't. They won't because they because they've got no spine. And I've said this for a long time. You need a new supporters trust, but it won't happen. Well, mind you, it wouldn't happen because the majority of your fans are on Facebook and they've been very very happy clapping. And now, if they're starting to turn as well, I mean, so get your comment. The guys are bell end at bell end of epic proportions. Um, wasn't comfortable listening to the CEO. The Clem fan club on here will need to dig deep to come up with positives from that one. Uh, there's not one positive comment, and that's Facebook where they usually will also, they roll any turd in glitter that they can. I also want to know, like it backs up what Liam was saying a little bit as well. If he's been in the club for three months, what has he actually been doing? Because we've not seen, you know, we've not seen anything really happen except for fucking Chris Moyles being announced. Um, you know, and it's which he's which, he, which he's very very much looking forward to. Yeah, you've paid yeah, for, but it's cost of... you money. It's cost the club money to get Chris Miles yeah. to come. Yeah, and it's um, you know, and I just think that like like I said earlier, yeah, I I totally get the point about the trust aren't pressing enough and all this kind of stuff. But he's come out like Liam said, he's come out live on on tele, if you like, on to tele. say on, on tele. tele on tele to say they've they've not come up to approach us. I'm not being funny. You know the trust are after those books. You don't know the budget allegedly. Fucking ring the trust. There's going to be someone you have contact with in the trust. Just ring them to say, by the way, we need to sort something out. Um, you know, because you notice he didn't say that. All he said was, we've invited them. And I guarantee you what that will be, that will be an open invite somewhere. There probably was a fucking reply to all email that said, you can come in. Bloody ring the person who was responsible. I can't remember. I think there's an actual lawyer, financial lawyer looking over it from the trust point of view, isn't there? Just bloody ring them and say, the books are ready or the books aren't ready. Give, give you know, because it's just, and I, I still can't get over the fact he doesn't know the budget when he's the CEO, but um, it's, I just don't understand what he's actually been doing for three months because we're hearing all, has he literally, because all I'm hearing coming from the club is bad shit, like literally behind the scenes, and we've all heard it, um, is bad shit about the pe good people that work for that club, actual, you know, actually working for the club, not fucking just having their name stamped over as other persons with significant interest um, or using our badge in another country. Um, you know, there's actual good people working for that club who I am led to believe are being treated like absolute shit. And to me, that's all I'm hearing. And if a CEO has come in, when you're a brand new CEO, you want to come in and you want to make an instant impact. You want to do something good. Clem doesn't seem to be doing it. Um, Rob Angus, yeah, maybe he went in with probably a little bit of the kind of nationwide persona about him. Nationwide aren't very well known for their 
kind of overall people management structure. But it's, you know, and then he's and then he's come in and, and nothing seems to be happening except for further bad news. Things aren't ready. We're not ready. The playing budget's not ready. People not being paid, trying to get out of this bloody contractual malarkey shite um, and all this kind of stuff. Talking to people like, I can guarantee you I'm not the only fucking HR person that watches Swindon Town. Um, and it's just like, I just, I don't understand what he's been doing for three months. I think the, that's probably the main question that Vic Morgan, for me, probably missed missed off was, okay, you haven't got the books ready. What have you actually been doing for the first three months? What what has been your, and this is this is un, not unknown to people that own business, or not own businesses, run businesses. What what have been your fi- first five key things you've had to look at when, since you've joined? What are the next five things you're going to look at? You know, because that's how all of these corporates work. That's how all of these businesses work. You know, we had a fucking roadmap. That's gone. Um, you know, like, so we can ignore that. We pretend that never happened. I think it appeared once in it, in the advisory board minutes. So, okay, fair enough. Let's take him away from the football side. What has he actually done, um, in, in the past, um, in the past three months? What is he planning to do for the next three months? And I was just about to, you flash it up and I 100% agree with that. I know I'm agree with Liam that it was maybe a bit of a, um novelty maybe to have a big fan on the board potentially um you know was it the right decision or not but 100 percent, rob angus was thrown out to the deep thrown out to the wolves because mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a fan of the fan of the club and it would be very hard and it is hard you know because i didn't i didn't want to see him necessarily lose his job i didn't think he was competent enough to do it but i didn't want to see him lose his job you know i don't want to see i don't want to see somebody who's a lifelong fan literally be thrown under the bus because by by somebody who doesn't give a shit because he's thousands of miles away um because he's busy bankrupting his businesses in australia and new zealand instead and it's just allegedly uh, uh, sorry allegedly bank uh, sorry he was he, was it that he's doing what all businesses do all last the thing i want is his next fucking big forbes interview he's threatening to fucking offer me out i'll tell you what he can fucking offer me out <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, he's going to start looking at who's the common denominator, though, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) The thing for me is, and Liam alluded to this, we all knew what sort of question he'd be asked, yet he had no answers for it. You know for well he's going to be asked about the loan players, the transfer budget, season tickets, um, what else rubbish was there that he was asked about. Uh, But All the questions that came out of that thing were not difficult questions you wouldn't be expecting. So why has he not got some pre-prepared answers that I can, you just could look at and go on, oh, yeah. But it's all like, I hope he got a bit of paper, pen and paper because he took a lot of actions away, although we never got an, an action date where we're going to see those actions. But he kept saying, I'll, I'll get back to you on that and I'll, I'll, I'll look into that and I'll come back to you. And I'm thinking, well, when? In January? 2026? I mean, uh, when? When we're in You've got to let him do that roadmap first. Give him a chance to write uh, I, I look forward to seeing the, the, the adjusted roadmap. Written in crayon. Um, Can I I ask you all a question? Can I ask you all a question, right? So let's say tomorrow the trust get those books. Would any of you believe what they say? No. At this point? No. It depends how quick they come out with it, I suppose. Well, they, they could hold on to it for like they could say they could release a statement in two weeks and say we've had we got given them, or they could say something like we've been given them today, we're gonna have a good look through them, and then in two weeks they release a statement. Would you? At this point, given the fact that they don't seem to push, would you trust that there's not things that are redacted in those accounts that they wouldn't go, what's that? No, because that 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 makes you think that's the reason they've been held on to. Because, obviously, we're always sitting and go, 
where they've been doctoring those things and taking out what they don't want to read and what people don't see. No, just I, 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 I've said it for a while. You, you need a new supporters trust. Uh, you do, and it's not it can't, It's not just a. I think you're at a point where it's not just a, um, like a, a what is it like an election within where they where they basically have to stand for to to run it. It's not even that. It, it needs to be completely stripped and started from scratch. It, it just if something's rotten, top to bottom, then it's rotten. You catch it, you know. Well, you, oh, you're in charge top. of that sign on the fence. Do you know what? I wish if I was, it'd have been a plane going over at top with a, <laughs> with, a with a banner out of the thing. Um, yeah, Clement would have been ringing, going, "If you've got money to spend, you could sponsor our socks." Um, that sort of thing have been going because that's the other thing he said about becoming sustainable. How with the money that you guys charge for season tickets and season match day prices, plus your three million sponsorship deals, how on earth are you not sustainable? No disrespect to Barrow. You've got a bigger budget than Barrow. There's no way but this, you don't have a bigger budget than Barrow. Why are Barrow? This is what made me laugh when he said league? that this, this this is the strongest league we've seen for ages, but we can't compete with the big sides in it. And I'm thinking, well, there's only one or two sides we possibly can't compete with. Bradford, Wrexham, maybe the only other two. I mean, the rest, Barrow, Harrogate. You know, no disrespect to these sides. No, but no, true, no disrespect to these sides, but. It's true. You, you can't have with... that many fans and that many season ticket holders and those prices and the number, like I say, of sponsors that they've announced this last 12 months and not have money. You just can't. It makes no sense. Look, I, oh, I've converted someone, if anything. I'm happy about that. <laughs> um, if I've done anything, I've converted someone. I'll, I'll say this, and like I say, I'm saying this is me. I'm not saying it's anyone else. I think money's been siphoned off. I think there's asset stripping going on within the club. That is, that's how this looks. It's what was happening at Scunthorpe and you guys are two years behind where Scunthorpe were. And all it's going to take is one. I, would, I don't want to say one because you've got two to go, but January, I don't really think it's a window that's going to have a huge impact. It'll have a negative impact, but I don't think any club really has, does no one in this league in January really makes massive positive moves to change a season. It's very rare. They don't but generally they bring in well, then we're fucked because mm, exactly. if you take, if we think that Kemp and Young are arguably two of our best players at the moment, yeah. go. We already said we needed four, maybe five players on top of that. We could argue we need probably seven or eight. And if we're not going to get that, then January, we're fucked. Yeah. And then I, I think this summer coming is going to be the, the telling one for you. Um, I think that's going to be the, the, the big one. Be interesting to see what he does. To try and tempt you into buying tickets again next year, you know, last year it was the guilt trip, wasn't it? It was uh, holiday to Koresh, Koresh, you know. Well, well, he asked you, he said, You all, he said to you all, buy season tickets if you want a competitive budget. So you bought season tickets. He also said, Buy season tickets and someone will win a trip to Australia, but I don't think we sold quite enough season tickets. No, Clem won it, (laughs) Clem won it. That's why he's there. You, um, you, you, you still can't argue the fact that this, this as a fan base, we've backed this club since, since Clem's come in. The, the, I don't care what absolutely. anyone says. The money, the season tickets, the shirt sales. I mean, I bought two or three shirts in the past, and I never usually. I've got a home last year. I've bought shirts. Littlin's got shirts. Season tickets. You go up, you buy a bit. I mean, the, the crowds, 9,000. Home away. We've been backed. And yet, here we are with a a mediocre team with a couple of lone players that are keeping us in the playoffs. 
this is so on that there, just as a, as a point for you there, this is where I, I said, and I'm not, it's not like an I told you so, it's not meant to be like an I told you so thing, but it's, it's like a warning, I suppose, to any club that's going through this. When Clem came in and we first, we started just after Clem came in and obviously I remember hearing the really good things, Clem's doing this, Clem's doing this, and we knew what had gone on with the previous ownership and we'd seen how bad things had got. And I always remember saying, I think I came on here the first time that I came on, I always said, keep your guard up. Like, don't just think because he's not Lee Power that everything's going to be okay. And that's kind of where, we're at. When, when that statement came out, uh, sorry, that article came out. I replied to one of the guys on Fools and I, I just said to him, I said, I told you to not be... Was that Ben so by any chance? I didn't want to drag it, yeah. It was. <laughs> but I, I, I replied to Ben, I was like, you don't... I told you not to just believe every word and he just put, not now. I'm like, okay, but we can't just pretend that people haven't been kind of seeing this because guys being brutally honest from the outside looking in, when you guys were, well, I don't say, I'm not saying you guys because I don't know what all your opinions were, but when Swindon fans as a majority were telling us that everything was rosy, that this guy was the, the best thing since sliced bread, he was going to get you back to where you needed to go. From the outside in, it always looked like you were being built on some really rocky, shitty ground. Yeah. Because this, it just, it doesn't, Richie Wellens explained it quite well. The, the club's worth 16 million at a Stop plugging your own shit on our show. I didn't mention that. <laughs> But Richie, well Richie Wellens mentioned this club. This club is allegedly worth eight million pound at League Two. I don't see that that club, the club's worth eight million pound at League Two. I don't know how it may have been previously. There's no way this club's worth eight million pound at this moment because you can't buy the ground because you'll never own it. The, the the squad is threadbare. The facilities are outdated. I'm just trying to get Gary's attention more than anything. Oh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what are you talking about? But it, it got all these things that really just point to a, a shit show. W would you pay £8 million for this football? If you had £8 million right now, would you pay £8 million to Clem for this football club? Mm, probably, because I'm a fan. But, and but would, you, would you, would you, yes, you would out of necessity, but would you go in and offer him £4 million first? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd definitely yeah. try to get them watch, money's watch worth. Good. Because that's what you believe your club's actually worth. And even now, Paul Millie would be an instalment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Yeah, you tell him you get sixty percent of it, um, and then just do it that way. But um, I, I did just spot this comment from Christian, and I did chuckle because all, all I thought that is, if uh, Anthony Hall had been sent this, he probably would have said, "Yeah, they've been openly invited. They just need to turn up to my office." <laughs> regarding opening an investigation for the EFL, it's it's just bizarre, and that. Woody, how much more of this do you think we could take? Because it just seems to be chaos following carnage, following shithouse, following a win. And, and like, we just can't enjoy anything, can we? No. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, we seem to be under the EFL's radar every fucking day anyway. So, but I just think, um, I look around and I go like I look at a non-league club and I go, oh, they're being run quite well, you know. Like they're living within their means. You know, they've got no skeletons in the closet. Now I know that non-leagues don't have the same budget, and I know, and as I said earlier, I know that not every. In fact, I'd probably argue that eighty percent of professional football clubs aren't aren't run by angels. You know, every every most chairmen will have a dark side of some sort, um, but. I, I think we've just come to the fact now, and I think Cosy alluded to it earlier, 
um, with the question about um, that they were trying to ask that we should have asked Anthony earlier about one, what is the history of STFC, and two, um, you know, asking about 1990. Now, I'm a Swindon Town fan, and I'm not fully clued up on 1990, so I can guarantee you that Mr. Fucking Hall has absolutely no idea about 1990. So it's just, I think it gets to that stage where it's happened so many times now. Like, there's we're, we're into that generation now, probably me included, where we've never had an easygoing season where something shit hasn't happened off the pitch. You know, even when we were doing really well, there was still suspicions about around certain catering arrangements. There was still, you know, everything going, you know, really strangely tits up. And I just think there there is a time now that, and the problem is, is we could protest, we could throw fucking tennis balls on the pitch or whatever. But there comes a time where I think it's going to get more and more expensive to go to football, where the only way that fans are going to be able to respond is by essentially putting the club under by not attending games. Um, and it pains me to say it, but at the moment, there's so much controversy out of the club. I would rather us get investigated, and I know I'm going to get shot for this, I'd rather us get investigated by the EFL and be fucking relegated as long as if it meant getting an owner that is just going to be honest and run the club how a football club needs to be ran. Um, either that or we get a fucking oil tycoon who comes in and just gives us five years of absolute beautiful stuff and then we'll be back in the same predicament in five years time again football is a cruel cycle it's a cruel cycle it happens to there's not many clubs that get away with it unless they have continued success um you know there's and we could probably only name what seven clubs in the whole 92 who have continued success and continue to you know keep going as they are we look at everton you know we look at um i know man city have got 100 odd charges or whatever but you know, football is a cool cycle like that sometimes. You are going to get a massive investment at some point, and then in five years' time, you're going to lose that investment and you're going to lose a lot of money. But I just think, um, I think, and, and that's some, you know, what, what Royston said there actually sums it up really well. Um, it was like watching a car crash in slow motion. I think that's, what's, what, that's what being a Swindon fan is at the moment. We are just waiting. It feels like at the, at the moment, every time something like this comes up, and bearing in mind that this interview didn't come off the back of any EFL invest statement or anything like that or any real financial wrongdoings, but it feels like we're all sat here as fans just waiting for our club one day to go, we're done. Sorry, we're done. In fact, they won't say sorry because they're arrogant twats. They'll just go, we're done. Um, and I think, yeah, I just it just frustrates me. I think, and I do be, I believe that we are probably getting a bit of sympathy, as Liam said from other fan bases now, because I wouldn't even want this to happen to someone like Oxford. I generally wouldn't, because I wouldn't want fans of football clubs ben Wood. through this. Yeah, Ben Wood, yeah. Ben Wood but, absolutely love it. He'd be thriving right now. He'd, he wouldn't sleep tonight. He'd be all over Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I can't, I can't put up for it anymore. It's one of the reasons, it's, it's not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons why I struggle to justify going at the moment, um, because I just think that where's, Where's my twenty-seven pound going to go? Um, you know, where's you know what what are we getting delivered on the football pitch? What are we getting delivered off the football pitch? We keep being told that there's been certain things improved. I've only gone to probably one in every four home games at the moment. I've not really seen much improved apart from the junior red room, and that wasn't even done by the club in the first place. So it's, um, I think, yeah, if they don't if they don't sort it out, people will start talking with their feet, and I genuinely believe that will happen if we're not careful at some point. 
Because at the moment, if you gave me the option of going to watch Supermarine or Swindon Town, I'd probably go Supermarine just because I just feel I have more trust in hand. And, and we also found out last week that you get something with rice on a match day as well, which would be a treat. Um, you just go watch Bradford yeah. if you want, guys. You get to see Jake Young from January. Dan Kemp's going to come with him. It's going to be like watching the first half of Swindon Town. Um, apart from you don't have Charlie Austin throwing tantrums. It's going to be just mint. Well, Great. we've done an hour on this topic, yeah. and, I, and I was just about to move on because I think we, we've spoken at length, but the man who I imagine would get voted, Mr. Sense and Sensibility of FRI, has turned up in the uh, in the lobby. Uh, this is a Monday night treat for everybody because he doesn't usually do Monday nights. Evening, Mark. Evening. Evening. Oh, he's made, made, made room tonight. <laughs> he's found room in his very busy schedule because he found out that an hour after the show started, we're still talking about Anthony Hall's interview. There, there's an absolute shock of a surprise that you guys are still talking about it. I'm still fuming about it, to be honest. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite so appalling um, and embarrassing, to be honest. I mean, how this guy can purport to be the chief executive of a football club um yet doesn't know anything about the finances but then when quizzed further by vic says that the only thing he does is you know look at the budgets and the finances so well which one is it you either do or you don't um and as a chief executive i'm not being funny you have to know what the finances are because you're the one that sat there making the business decisions about you know the operational side of the business and to do wait, that wait mark are you suggesting you know something about business there oh no don't be stupid none of us fans know anything as you know that already mate because i'm, I'm pretty sure i'll get torn to shreds all over x about it because um football fans clearly know nothing about business um and we just should always be, be in magazine You'll be in Forbes. <laughs> so I made the rose tinted glasses aren't working anymore. I'm afraid yeah. it's about time a few people wake up. Can, um, can I ask? Can I ask? Can I ask him a question? Can I ask him what I asked you guys earlier? Not asked him, but uh, see if he picked up on what I picked up on about the budget conversation. Him, I want to. I'd love to see Mark's response. Him specifically. <laughs> yes. Go on then. Well, because I, I mentioned it to you guys already. Um, so Mark, did you pick up on? First of all, he said he didn't know what the budgets were. Correct. Then he said Wrexham spent twenty to twenty-two million pounds last last year. Yes, correct. Yeah, which is yep. three times your budget. Apparently so. So they're saying our budget is what seven million, really? But you don't know your budgets. What's three times nothing? Yeah, but he doesn't know the budget. But he's sat there looking at the budget all the time, though, isn't he? But he hasn't got <laughs> yeah, but not the budget the... for the footballing side. That's a, you, you. You're silly to think that this guy who runs a football club will be looking yeah. at the footballing side of the business. He's got other things to look at. He needs them the share prices thing, reducing. The other thing it... to mention on that as well is the fact that we don't have a CFO at the moment, and in the chain of command. Sorry, I do. I do work in business, so I do. I do know business. <laughs> if the CFO's sure. not around, normally the CEOs are the one signing the fucking checks. <laughs> so it's. Does anyone else budget. think that like he got uh, like a pricing gun for his birthday and he just wanted to go around <laughs> that club shop and just start marking stuff down for a laugh? And then the, he, he thought it was shut that day and the doors opened and he just went, fuck. And they just announced it wasn't a 50%. Fire sale. I mean, it definitely was an unannounced 50% sale on your home shirts is definitely a fire sale. No, no, it's only because the, away, the third shirt was about to be released. So why would you have all three six weeks shirts later. at the same price? Six weeks later, the away shirt was coming out. Six weeks later, you don't. No, you don't. You do it because you need money immediately. And he, 
Look, I could tell you, I could tell you how that was as well because I brought my little one the home mini kit. So she's what two years old. Home mini kit that wasn't reduced. So that you know it wasn't it was fuck all to do with with any of that. No. It was a we either owed Puma money and we needed to pay him up pretty quick, um, or they you know where they making room. I don't understand that shop's massive. It's got loads of caps. So we got Puma for another year as well. Yeah, I was going to say on the subject, someone was asking for positives earlier, and I thought it was very positive that he announced we've definitely got Puma for one more year. Um, yeah, but it con- it confused me there because he said. It's so our looking last at year with... kit manufacturers as well. Well, no, no. He said it's our, this is our last year with Puma. So yes, we will. And I was like, this is your last year with Puma. It's like that's that's what he said. He said this is our last year with Puma. I thought that's he was up anyway as well. I, I, I thought he said this was our. I thought he said this is our last year with Puma. So yes, no, they think... will be the kit manufacturer. And I was like, so next year is your last year with Puma, not this. Yeah, next next um, season. So... I think he meant. Uh, they've got one more, one more kit, one more quality kit design from Puma to get through. Yeah, which will get leaked on Football Manager three months in advance. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> so. Um, um, is it? Although five, you just say about have um, positives. Yeah, that came out came out of this interview. And I was I was racking my brains to think of a very you know for, to think of the main one. The most important one is we do have a significant amount of advance notice. The season tickets will be going up next season. Yes, yes, great news for everybody. I had yeah. a positive. I mean, oh, go on. It only lasted an hour. <laughs> Which we, we've actually been talking about it longer than it was yeah. going on. <laughs> and, we, we, and we've still not covered fifty percent of what was mentioned. It's like yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing we're doing an autopsy <laughs> on several bodies, and we're still on body one at this point <laughs> here. Um, yeah, no, it's it only lasted an hour. We you could it could have had an hour. It could have still been going. Like if you'd have been go- genuinely, if you'd have still been going right now, there'd have been a crowd outside County Ground trying to drag him out. Yeah. <laughs> on their on, on their really shit Wi-Fi as well, because he kept breaking up. <laughs> the same Wi-Fi as was a absolutely ridiculous. Oh dear! Honestly, there'd have been that much banging on door. He'd have thought, "Cap here, we'll take it away. We're back." He'd have just been <laughs> shitting himself, like locking himself in that room again. Um, before we we do this to death. Um, is there anything else in particular anyone wants to touch on before we move on to other factors? Mark, you in particular, as you've jumped on specifically <laughs> to have your say, and as soon as you're available, I'm ready to move on. No, that's all good. That's all good. I've, I've, had, me, I've had me start a rant. It'll carry on for Excellent. days now, you wait. I, I, I agree with what Woody said. The frustrating thing for me is, is that as a club, and when we put our money in, this club is stagnant all over the place. Nothing, Nothing's improved, changed. You, you could argue under Jeb McCrory we had better things improved. We at least had a lick of paint then and some electric advertising boards go up a couple of times. This year, nothing. There's nothing to to even make you think they're putting some money in that club and trying to improve it. I did see a, a I can't remember if it was a comment on the on the OSC stream or if it was something I read on X, but it, it I, I appreciate it was sarcastic and it was meant as a joke, but it is also actually factually true as well. Um, in fact, it might have even been our WhatsApp chat uh, where someone said, "We're always, as a club, we're always on the scavenge for volunteers. Yet we've got a plumber that won't plumb and an electrician that won't do the electrics already working at the club." It's and a just bird uh... mascot that can't fly. <laughs> right. Well, that's <laughs> enough of that. Um, <clears throat> let's uh, let's go. Let, let's move on. 
uh, and, and talk about some other things and, and hopefully some happier things. Uh, let, let's go with our Around the Grounds feature. Um, obviously, there was no Swindon game this weekend. Um, well, no Swindon Town men's game this weekend. Swindon Town women did play, however, uh, and they picked up a convincing result, uh, I believe 4-0 uh, on, on the yesterday afternoon. Um, so huge congratulations to them. Um, but an even bigger result for one Bassett women this weekend, Woody. Uh, yeah, yeah, we won 6-0 against Ridgeway, um, a team that we needed, well, a game that we needed to win. Um, ironically, 6-0, and it probably wasn't our best performance. I'm not sure if that's a positive or a negative. Um, but the, um, but yeah, it's, you know, we we seem to have forgotten about that October a little bit now and just, um, you know, hopefully sets us up in good stead for, we've got quite a big game this weekend. Um so hopefully that sets us up in, in good stead for that as well. That's all I really um, got to say on it. <laughs> no, no, that's absolutely fine. Um, two, two of the uh, the sides that we've spoken about a lot this season um, <clears throat> had uh, entertaining but differing fortunes. Um, Highworth successfully threw to the next round of the Vars, or Vase, depending on how you want to pronounce it, uh, through a penalty shootout. Um, not the same, unfortunately, for Bassett's men team, Woody, but you, you were explaining off camera about the game itself there. Oh, yeah, it was um, me and Rich went to watch, watch the game because um, we didn't fancy watching Swindon. Um, oh no, they weren't playing because they're out of the FA Cup. Um, but the um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, it was one of those typical cup ties, it kind of went to um. You know, went to the, the death store. We scored really early on. Um, I think we scored within about five minutes because Rich actually missed kickoff and missed the goal. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, Bridgewater, who are a good side, I was quite impressed with them actually. To be fair, bearing in mind all the troubles they got going on with with their chairman at the moment. Um, if anybody's interested in non-league, have, have a Google of Bridgewater's chairman. Um, and the, and the, if you want to, you want to see people go against the fans. There's one of them. Um, but yeah, so they went two one up, and then Big Griffin, who's a bit, um, a bit of a, a local lad, I guess, in terms of being around the houses. Um, uh, you know, comes on, assistant manager comes on, substitute with what about ten minutes to go, and roughly with about a minute to go, scores a looping header into the into the far corner. So, um, which took it to penalties, which again, a, a rather entertaining penalty shootout as well. To be fair, we. Looked like we were done and dusted. Uh, former Swindon Town um, Academy project, uh, Aldridge, Tommy Aldridge. He um, unfortunately skied one over. Um, and then Brown, Browner, sorry, the goalkeeper, saved two in a row, I think it was. And I think it was it was about 10 penalties taken by each side, I think. Um, but yeah, it was, um, you know, proper advert for, for lower league football. It was really good. Um, I, 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 you know, it was a good atmosphere um, as well, considering there was quite a, a small crowd in comparison to other games, obviously. Um, although I did see it was one of the fourth largest crowds in in that step for um, across the region. So, uh, but yeah, it was good. It was cold. It was a proper winter game. Um, the fog looked like it was going to be unplayable, and then completely disappeared at halftime. Um, but it was, um, yeah, uh, just a bit gutted for the, for Sam and the boys. But I think they can hold their heads out. Either they, you know, they did. Um, you know they did well against a good a good Bridgewater side. Um, <clears throat> uh, 
Liam, Sean asked, I, I'm not sure if you saw me flash it up there, um, with the exception of Bradford Park, having you, what's the closest non-league club to Bradford? Uh, probably Farsley or Geisley. Or, uh, no, Swindon's a bit far. I'm thinking ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Far Farsley or Geisley, probably the, the two. Uh, Halifax as well. Halifax is, is there. Um, about eight miles or so. Um, so we've mentioned both Bassett teams. I've mentioned Swindon Town women. I've also mentioned Highway. So that just leaves me with uh, Supermarine, who I want to say won, but I better fact check that. And not just... Uh... Yes, they won 3-2 away at Hendon at the weekend. Uh, so positive results for most of the featured uh, local sides, with the exception, sadly, of Bassett's men's team. Um, Can I, we... um, as well, just mention yeah. a, a well done to Johnny House as well. Um, the guy I know quite well um, from opposition dugouts has just um, um, secured the assistant manager. Yes, I saw Swindon, that today. Um, Swindon Town women. Um, obviously, the rumours were flying around in, in women's football recently. Um, but um, obviously, he's at Warminster. He was in the opposite dugout that beat us in the County Cup final last year. Um, Johnny, I know, has watched a couple of our episodes as well. He's a quite a big Swindon fan. Um, I think he sits not that far away from, from Rich at the games. But um, yeah, just a well done. I think um, my opinions on Swindon Town women aside and, and how they're being run and all of that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, I wish Johnny all the best. I know it's a, it's a dream job for him to be representing the club that he supports. So just wanted to send a, a well done to him and Wish him all the best. I think that's a good little management team they got now there with Rich and Rich and Johnny. I think they might do all right for themselves. Congratulations and I suppose officially welcome to to the team and, and the family, as it were. Um, my only other feature that I really wanted to talk about today um, is to do with, um, although it, it's about Spotify wrapped. Um, and I know anyone who uses the app will will be familiar with this. If you are a user of it, then you get to find out what your top 10 most listened to songs, etc., your most listened to artists. But content creators also get a wrapped version. Uh, and you might recall um last year we we did a, a few minutes on this. Um, and I've had the results through for um for Fools for 2023. Uh, they do it quite early considering none of your December figures get counted into it, but I presume they go December to November for that. Um, and, and it's just a chance really for, for us to say thank you. Uh, so a couple of the standout, and none of the guys have, none of the guys have seen this. And obviously our main thing is, is visual. We live stream it and uh, the podcast version is available 24 hours later, uh, not just on Spotify, but on all of your uh, regular podcast apps. Uh, but just some interesting stats. Uh, I, I can't see what that is. Liam's gone into Bus, busted. Here and here and <laughs> <Spain>. <laughs> <laughs> top, art, top artist busted. So, so these were some of the figures that pulled through um, according to Spotify listeners of Fools Rush In. Um, so we got plus forty percent of listeners that we had last year. Um, Four more. That's good. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I don't know what those figures represent. I don't have that, but we've had plus 87% of streams. Um, 
we have um, created 79% more minutes. So good work, guys. You, your hard work hasn't gone unnoticed by Spotify. Uh, and we have gained 68% more followers than the same time last year, all of which, um, because Spotify isn't our, our natural home, um, but there is a, an audience out there, we would like to just take a moment to thank each and every uh, one of you who does choose uh, to listen back to us if you can't watch us live. Uh, we had an example earlier um, of, of someone who does that. Uh, what those figures do also equate to, uh, for anyone who's interested, is uh, we are a top 10 podcast for 136 fans. We are a top five podcast for 101 fans. And the one that's surprising more than anything is for 22 fans, we are their number one listened to podcast on Spotify, uh, which is obviously very heartwarming and encouraging for us. Um, and again, we, we cannot thank you enough. Liam, I, I presume you see much, much uh, more impressive figures than that for, for lower league look, but it can't go unnoticed exactly how, how much... As, as a content creator, when you see numbers going up like that, it really does re re-energize you, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I we I haven't seen any numbers like that. We I don't I don't know why I like, I just don't get involved in that side of things. So I if an interview that goes out, I'll generally check the videos um to see what we get streams wise, but the rest of it I don't I don't I don't know where we sit. Um yeah, I but yeah, no, it does, it's like Craig nailed it the other week with the th the three year birthday thing when I came in and did that video and he said afterwards he says like sometimes you think that you know why am I doing this what's the point you know should I be doing this and then you see things like that and you you realize that it's kind of all worthwhile really there's a reason people want to hear what you like I've always said you're gonna piss people off no matter what you say you will <laughs> oh we, will we do that we definitely do that. So as long as if you're not bothered about pissing people off, there's also going to be a high percentage of people that are going to really enjoy what you do. So don't worry about pissing people off. It's like the way that we do interviews is different to how other people would do interviews, but it's how that's, I'm not going to be a try and be like a professional person when I do it, but it works for the people that watch us. Um, yeah, you, yeah just it, you found your way of doing it. And that's why people tune in. I mean, my missus don't like football and she, she sits and watches. So she bitches and moans. Well, she no, she likes going to Bradford, but she just bitches and moans about me doing too much football stuff. So, um, cool. but never moans about fools. No, well, well, we appreciate the support, and and also very grateful that I, I understand there's now a realization that we're not Salford fans and we are yep. Swindon fans. No, well, no, no, that realization no. isn't there. Yet. It's not even a conversation anymore. She's <laughs> giving up. Um, this scarf's going to throw her. Are <laughs> you that much? She's for a right shock. Um, um, no, <laughs> speaking of content creators, I've just seen Sharp up up in the chat. Even Sharp, uh, no, no need to apologize for being late. Uh, we, we know that you are absolutely smashing it, absolute football hard as well. And uh, it was great for me to get to tune in the other day and, and watch the majority of the show. So, we thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join in. Uh, guys, how much of a rush are you in? Because I did have one actual prepared question for today. Um, we've, we've gone on so long about something we weren't expecting to. Have you got time to answer one of my questions? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a journey to Gatwick car park tomorrow, so <laughs> why not? Why not go do it tired? And you can listen to this on Spotify on the way. I could do, yeah. I was, Boost those I was, numbers ready for 2024, Rat. It's the only reason yep. I've got Spotify. 
I don't have Spotify. I think I'm missing out at this stage. Apple Music did similar, but it weren't as good. Yeah, um, annoying. So the, the the discussion point I actually pre- uh, prepared for today is given that Swindon didn't have a game at the weekend, we're, we're more or less halfway through the season now. And I just kind of wondered where you guys thought we were. I mean, obviously, we had that fantastic start. We've had that fucking shit show middle. And now we seem to be slowly coming out the other side. We're in and around the playoffs at this stage. Um, Gary, I'll start with you. How do you sum up kind of the opening half of the season for Swindon? Yeah, God. Good shit. Average. What are the above? <laughs> uh, like, like you said, we started off really well. And you thought, well, there we go. Well, this, this could be really good. We could be going somewhere. And then, and then we at the the middle bit, which was just complete diabolical. We seem to have got ourselves out of a little bit of a hole at the moment. Um, January worries the hell out of me when we lose Jake Young. It's going, obviously. And Kemp, you know, the, the, arguably our two best players who are keeping us in and around those playoffs at the moment. And where the money comes in and after who we sign, what we sign, if we sign anyone, you could arguably be weaker next season. So... We've been okay this year so far, but next next half of the season worries me massively. Okay, uh, Mark, how do you sort of look back over the first half-ish of a season? Um, well, for me, it's kind of twofold in terms of how we're doing on the pitch. I'd say where we do, you know, where I'd expect us to be. I would, you know, I would have expected us to be flirting around with the playoffs, regardless of um, whatever players we brought in and. To be honest, some of the football's probably been a little bit more entertaining um, than I would have liked. But I am a fan of uh, high-scoring games, uh, as most football fans are. But um, that being said, yeah, it's 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 been a, a regular standard season for us in League Two as of the last couple of years, hasn't it? Flirting with the playoffs, flat, flattering to deceive, um, papering over the cracks. So, yeah, on the pitch, pretty much, pretty much where I'd hoped to, you know, to be at this part of the season going into January and having a chance of uh, maybe um, getting promotion at the end of it. The reality, well, I think if you the, the flip side of that coin is everything that carries on off, off the pitch. You know, it's a never-ending um, myriad of club catastrophe after club catastrophe and it, it it just when i think we're starting to come out of the um the, the the woods and go back to being a normal football club um we do the swindony thing which is you know something else comes out of the woodwork and we're off at being a basket case club again so yeah it's good to be this season's crawley um uh, hopefully somebody else can take the mantle from uh, for, from January onwards. I'd be quite glad to pass that baton on. I can't wait to hear someone use the saying, uh, um, it's okay, we're just this season Swindon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Liam would probably do with the uh, with the fresh listeners and viewers as well as getting sick of Swindon fans. <laughs> yeah. Send you down for a season, come back with a story. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Woody? Um, well, I think the first half of the season on the pitch is very much eighth. You know, we're eighth in the table. We're very, the people, in order to get into any hope of promotion, you need to be consistent. And the one thing we haven't been this season is consistent. I think um, you could say we've been consistently inconsistent. Well, yeah, we're consistently inconsistent. Um, 
so yeah, I agree with what Gary was saying. I don't, I'm not holding my hopes out for, for January, regardless of Young and Kemp going. I think, um, I'm don't think we'll replace them. I don't think we'll top it up, and I think we're going to lose Flynn. Um, but the um, I I generally think if Flynn's not backed financially, he he won't care about that three year contract, whoever it is he's got. He'll go. He'll he'll take the next offer that come that somebody is willing to pay the the buyout. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it is our league position for me represents exactly how our season's gone so far. We're flirting on the edge of the playoffs um, because we started relatively well, um, and then the middle was shite, and now we're picking it back up again. But um, I think I can't remember who it was said a couple of weeks ago. You know, Wimbledon. You know, Wimbledon will be what it is this weekend, but Barrow at home will be the big teller as to to whether we've picked up the the form again or not. You know, it's we're shrinking back into those old habits of not being very good at home again. Um, so it's, yeah, that'll be the big teller for me. But um, am I going to be still positive and optimistic and stupid? Yes, of course I am. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I, I just, I'm losing the hope. And as we've already spoken about this evening, the, there's nothing that's telling me that we're going to have any guidance um, from, from the powers that be. Um, Excuse the irony there, um, from the powers that be that are going to uh, that are going to help us get out of, or get up, and um, because obviously we've just heard it from the most senior man, probably the most senior management pay on the payroll. Um, we've just heard it that he's not intending to get our league two anytime this season, so um, we don't need to worry about um, spending any money in January. Um, I worry that if we don't spend any money, we're actually going to go down the other way. I don't think I don't think we've got enough to get relegated. We'll never get relegated unless something comes up. But um You never too good to go down, would he? No, 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 no. And I'm I'm not saying that at all. I do think that even losing Young and Kemp, I still think will be we would there will be two teams worse than us. <laughs> so it's um but that will be the reason we go down, not because of our quality, it'll be because there's two teams worse than us. But um yeah, there's nothing filling me with hope at the moment. So eighth is exactly where we are at the moment. Uh, Liam, from the, if I can ask you momentarily to put your your semi professional hat on, uh, as as someone who covers League Two football, and someone mm-hmm. who has seen the the stories at Swindon over the last couple of years, how do you view our start to the season, primarily on the pitch? I think you're in a false position. I don't oh. think you should be eight. It's been brutally honest here. I don't think you should be eighth. I think you take away Jake Young, you take away Dan Kemp, you, which we're going to do in a month's time. They're gone. You you guys, I think, are a, a much lower side. I've I've seen Doncaster, Salford, Walsall and Grimsby this season, and I think that all four of those teams, all four of those clubs have better squads than Swindon do if you take out Dan Kemp and Jake Young. So I think that's, you, you will have, you're eighth off the top at the minute. Second half of the season, I would see you drop to the bottom eight. Not to the bottom two. Although if you do take, I was just looking at the numbers. If you take Jake Young and Dan Kemp's goals out, you've almost got an identical goal scoring record to Sutton, apart from you've scored less goals. If you take Dan Kemp and Jake Young out, which obviously, you know, because then there have been other people in position, so you might have actually ended up, uh, you know, you might have actually ended up scoring with other players. And yeah, the comments just been made there. And if you want to flash it up, we're better than eight when we're on our game. Yeah, when you've got Jake Young and Dan Kemp. But you take those out, they're not your players. Your squad as an overall isn't as good and that's what there's teams that are down there that you'll expect to click and they've got very good squads that haven't clicked yet 
some of them might not. You expect them to. I think they'll be pushing on second half of the season. It's like, look, I'm not going to be biased here. I think we're where we deserve to be. We're in a we're 14th and we're a 14th place squad this season. I think you guys are eighth and massively, massively over where you should be. Okay. Or where you will be in the end. Okay. I suppose you should say. I suppose we will we will see in a few just short killed, months. Just killed it there and I just absolutely smashed through yeah. <laughs> all positivity that you were trying to end on there. You should have asked me first and let them bring it back up. No, 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 no. It's absolutely but, but, fine. But to be fair, Liam, you know what's going to happen when Young goes back? He's going to go full Owen Doyle. He's not. He is. I I I, no, I, I, I will hand on heart say he's not. He is. I, I, I know what? for a fact. Yeah, but why, why would he? Why would he want to go to a club that's lower down the table and no chance of promotion? Because because well, he's going to be at a club that he knows has also got no chance of promotion. Yeah, but but he's, yeah. the thing is we're, we're we're lower down the table. Absolutely fine. But we beat you guys, and we beat yeah, you but... guys. We, we played you guys off the park that day. Let's be brutally honest. You never looked like winning that game. Yeah, but. Even relegated sides win at least one game a season. So the fact that you've beaten this, you're still like already five points behind you, Mark. Already five points behind yeah, you. Yeah, still got to play. Every time, every time you get the chance to catch us up, Liam, we keep failing. So uh, you keep it coming, Mark. Mark, you said this all last season. Where did you finish last year? Oh, hang on a minute. Was that your promotion winning season, Liam? <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. But do you know what it was? It was where we finished in the playoffs. You know, do you know, like when it was your promotion winning season when you had that penalty shootout against Port Vale? Oh, that yeah, one, no, that, that massive that. one. I haven't. Trust me, I still watch it. I've got it saved. Is anyone on Sky. else getting? Is anyone else getting flashbacks to our live show in the summer when these two went head to head as well? Because <laughs> yeah. we've been doing it on Twitter for three years now, just back and forth. Um, um, look, I've... Yeah, we'll 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 finish above you. Liam, question. Jake Young will flop when he gets back to Bradford, guaranteed. He, he, he might, he might, but it won't be an Owen Doyle situation where he just refuses to play. Why not? Because he, because he, because he, because he, like, be brutally honest. Look, I saw what went out in the advert today. People who believe what's written in that should really have a bit of a reality check. Oh, I have no, oh, I have no doubt <laughs> that he's obviously gone back to Bradford. Whether or not he'll succeed at Bradford is another question. Which, but, which no one knows, but Owen Doyle chose knows, not to succeed. No, mm, yeah, true. But to yeah. be fair, I think that Doyle, Doyle definitely had his heart set on Swindon, he to did. be honest. Do, Doyle, sat, Doyle sat down in his second game and faked an injury. And he, and he played, the thing is, he, he faked an injury and had to, be, he had to be carried off the pitch, and then he played for you at the weekend. Do you know, like, so in his first game back, Doyle knew what he was doing. Doyle never, ever enjoyed his time at Bradford. Jake Young did, and then had his fallout. And he's, we saw with Jake Young, and we saw the goals that he scored. I think he scored four in three games, and then got shipped out. And we've never seen him again. Everybody knows that Mark Hughes was the issue when Owen Doyle was shipped out. He came back to the same manager under the same tactics at the same club. Essentially, he didn't want to be there. I tell you now, Jake Young wants to be at Bradford. He's got a two year, two and a half years left on his contract. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, nobody's fighting that. Nobody's fighting that out. I got a question, Liam. Question for Liam: Where does he think Kent goes? Then what? What happens with Kent? Bradford. Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Jake Young, Brit. Look, put oh. this way: Dan, Dan Kemp's best. Dan Kemp's best has come when playing alongside Jake Young, and Jake Young's best has come when playing alongside Dan Kemp. I believe they'll end up together. If it's not Bradford, wherever Jake Young ends up, I think Dan Kemp will end up. I think they'll go together. They're a pair. 
I feel like you, you you need them to thrive off each other. So I'm saying Bradford because I believe that it'll be oh, a Bradford will score. That's not strictly true though, because they said that about Payne and McCurdy, and they both went in separate directions. Yeah, so, but neither of them, yeah, neither that's of them worked out delightful for both of them, hasn't neither it? Neither of them have done what they did at Swindon. Well, therein therein is the point. So you know, when you, when you have Young back and he, he doesn't score and he fakes the hamstring injury in his second game, we know what's coming. <laughs> You might, you might, yeah, listen. Let's be brutally honest. You can't afford his boots right now. You, you can't afford. You've got a CEO who doesn't well, know how much well, money he's well, going well, to spend. How well, are you going well, to buy a player? I mean, what Tony what he's saying. What... Our transfer plans for January, Lane. We don't you worry about that. There's some brown paper bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing is, we all thing is, judging by that interview I watched tonight, I would not be shocked to find an offer for money come through from Swindon to Bradford on February first. Like, that is what I would expect to happen. Look. I think you're underestimating the fact that we've got academies in Pakistan and Australia. <laughs> that the youngsters are going to come flooding in, Liam. You wait. So you don't need him. Don't worry about it. You which, don't need to get young. Which our CEO knows nothing about, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And with this episode going full circle, I think that's the perfect time to thank each and every one of the panellists for their time this evening. Uh, Rich, thanks for popping on, off and back on again. Uh, Mark, thanks for joining for the short period. The uh, cameo was excellent quality as ever. Uh, Gary, Woody, thank you for your time throughout this evening. Your comments have been invaluable. And as always, Liam, it's an absolute pre uh, pleasure to have you on. Uh, don't be a stranger. Uh, you know you're always welcome, as Sound Trauma asks. Does Bradford accept Tango dollars? No. Um... No, we we don't, um, and we also don't accept mediocrity, as has been said many times. Um, we currently sit 14th in League Two. <laughs> uh, as we always say, whether you have watched live, and thank you for all the comments in the live chat, whether you are watching back, or you are one of those fans who listen on Spotify or any of the other podcast apps, we thank you for your time uh, invested in us all the same. Uh, from everyone at Force Rushing, thank you very much. We will see you again on Friday where we actually have some football to talk about as opposed to dog shit interviews. But until then, from all of us here, good night. Take my hands Take my whole life too But I can't Falling